Welcome to the EAU podcast. In this edition, we have Dr. Stephanie Fisher, an oncologist member of the EAU Guidelines Panel for Testicular Cancer, discussing the adjuvant treatment of stage 1 testicular cancer. What is the risk of relapse after orchiectomy and which factors can influence relapse risk? For seminoma stage 1, two factors have long been discussed to influence the risk of relapse tumor size and stromal invasion of the rectal testis. In the absence of both factors, the risk of systemic recurrence is in the range of less than 10%. With both factors present, recurrences have been reported in about 20-30% to of patients. Two systematic reviews have assessed the prognostic value of these risk factors, one of them performed by the EAU Testicular Cancer Guideline Panel. The quality of the underlying studies has been criticized and the conclusion drawn that the prognostic power of the two factors is actually too low to advocate their routine use for clinical decision-making. Therefore, it is felt that recommendations concerning adjuvant treatment should not be based entirely on these and that other factors may need to be considered. Which are the treatment options for stage 1 seminoma after orchiectomy? And what are the pros and cons of the different options? Active surveillance, adjuvant chemotherapy with carboplatin and adjuvant radiotherapy have been assessed as treatment strategies. Active surveillance, which consists of regular follow-up, including checks of tumor markers and imaging, achieves excellent 5-year disease-free survival rates of around 99%. Surveillance studies have shown that the relapse rate is in the range of around 13%. However, 60% of these patients will require systemic cisplatin-based chemotherapy with at least three cycles at the time point of relapse with the known substantial toxicities. The clear advantage of an active surveillance strategy is that only those patients receive active treatment who are definitely in need for it. Overtreatment is therefore avoided. Patient compliance is critical for an active surveillance strategy, and thus patients for whom this may be difficult, which can be for a range of reasons, may warrant consideration of adjuvant treatment. Seminomas are generally radiosensitive tumors. Therefore, adjuvant radiotherapy to the paraortic region has long been seen as a standard of care after orchiectomy. The strategy reduces the risk of relapse to less than 5%. However, there is substantial concern regarding long-term toxicity of adjuvant radiotherapy. Retrospective data have shown an increase in secondary malignancies in the field of radiotherapy, such as cancers of the bladder, pancreas, stomach, kidney, pelvis and ureter. Considering the excellent results with active surveillance alone, and the potential long-term toxicities of adjuvant radiotherapy, it should no longer be routinely recommended nowadays. If adjuvant treatment is chosen, giving one treatment cycle of carboplatin AUC7 can be considered, which also lowers relapse rates to around 5%. This strategy has been shown to be non-inferior to adjuvant radiotherapy in terms of disease-free survival and has a more favorable toxicity profile with less lethargy and time of work. So far, no increased risk of secondary malignancies has been reported after adjuvant carboplatin.
Accurate dosing according to kidney function is essential, preferentially using nuclear medicine techniques. Despite good tolerance of adjuvant carboplatin, this treatment still represents overtreatment for a majority of around 80% of patients with seminoma stage 1, who are cured with orchiectomy alone. So in summary, which recommendation can be given for the management of stage 1 seminoma after orchiectomy? Because of the excellent oncological outcome, active surveillance can be seen as a preferred treatment strategy for the majority of patients. Adjuvant treatment with carboplatin can be considered as an alternative, especially if there are concerns regarding fitness for cisplatin at relapse, for example because of comorbidities, higher patient age or in case of concerns regarding compliance with an active surveillance schedule. Adjuvant radiotherapy should be reserved for very selected individual cases only such as in the situation of contraindications for carboplatin and cisplatin. Now let us switch to non-seminoma. What is the relapse risk and which are risk factors for recurrence in non-seminoma stage 1? For non-seminoma stage 1, lymphovascular invasion has been repeatedly shown as being the most reliable single predictor of occult metastatic disease. Risk of systemic relapse is around 15% in the absence of lymphovascular invasion and increases to up to 50% if lymphovascular invasion is present. The percentage of embryonal carcinoma in the primary tumor may enhance the positive and negative predictive value of lymphovascular invasion predicting relapse risk. However, there is no definite prognostic cutoff for percentage. Which are the treatment options for stage 1 non-seminoma after orchiectomy and the pros and cons of the different strategies? Active surveillance, adjuvant chemotherapy with BEP and RPLND are possible treatment options after orchiectomy. Similar to seminoma stage 1, active surveillance achieves excellent outcomes. However, up to 50% of patients with non-seminoma stage 1 relapse on surveillance and around 90% of those will require full cisplatin-based chemotherapy with three cycles or more and the corresponding toxicities. Several trials have shown that adjuvant chemotherapy with BEP can reduce the risk of systemic relapse to around 2% only. While initially two cycles of adjuvant BEP were used, more recent studies have applied only one cycle with similarly low recurrence rates of around 2-3%. Reduction from 2 to 1 cycle of BEP clearly improves the risk-benefit ratio of adjuvant chemotherapy. One cycle of adjuvant BEP has not been reported to have a negative impact on fertility, sexuality or long-lasting effects on quality of life of patients. However, long-term toxicity of adjuvant BEP especially on the cardiovascular system, has not been defined yet. If adjuvant treatment with BEP should be given or not, has long been a topic of controversy. Supporters of a strategy promoting active surveillance for all patients emphasize that adjuvant chemotherapy represents overtreatment for many patients and therefore causes unnecessary toxicity. However, 
supporters of adjuvant chemotherapy argue that the cumulative number of cisplatin-based cycles is actually reduced by giving adjuvant treatment, because many patients are spared from the requirement of undergoing three or more cycles with much higher toxicity. With primary RPLND as a third possible strategy, around 18-30% to 30% of patients will have retroperitoneal lymph node metastasis and approximately 31% of those with active nodal malignancy will experience systemic recurrence. Several attempts have been made to reduce the morbidity of primary RPLND. These include nerve-sparing techniques and minimally invasive approaches such as laparoscopic or robot-assisted RPLND. These strategies, however, cannot be recommended outside high-volume centers with appropriate expertise. A randomized trial comparing recurrence-free survival rates of one-cycle adjuvant BEP with primary RPLND favored adjuvant chemo, with a two-year recurrence-free survival which was about 8% better for the chemotherapy arm. So, in summary, can a recommendation be given for management of stage 1 non-seminoma after orchiectomy? In general, patients should be informed about possible treatment strategies and the pros and cons of the options. A risk-adapted strategy based on lymphovascular invasion can be considered. For patients without lymphovascular invasion, active surveillance seems a good solution. If lymphovascular invasion is present, patients should be informed about their high relapse risk of around 50% and adjuvant chemotherapy as an option should be discussed. Thank you for joining Dr. Fisher for this episode of EAU Podcast on treatment of stage 1 testicular cancer. For further information on the EAU guidelines on testicular cancer, please visit our website www.euroweb.org forward slash guidelines. Further podcasts will be posted regularly on EAU guidelines topics. For more EAU podcasts, please go to your favourite podcast app and subscribe to our EAU podcast channel for regular updates.